I meant to tell you that on Thursday nights right now in our Soulful Worship experience, the theme is what our pets can teach us about God. And it's been a really neat experience for me. We've learned that our pets uh, always want to be near us, and that's true of God as well. God always wants to be near us. And we've learned that lots of us inherited pets in different ways, some from shelters, some from sales, some from strays, strays. But no matter how you come to God, God loves you, and, and, and God cherishes you, and you are precious in God's sight. And just in the same way that when pets come to us in different ways, we still love them. Um, and then last Thursday night, we learned that, you know, if you have a pet and if you have a bunch of pets, you know, there are really only two uh, rules for being a pet owner. You want your pet to listen to you when you talk. And you want your pet to play well with others. And isn't that true of God? God says, I want you to love me. I want you to listen to me. Uh, but I also want you to love others, your neighbors, as you love yourself. And so we're, we're going through that series on Thursday night. So if that piques your interest at all, I hope you'll join us. We're also going to have a Blessing of the Animals service on Thursday, February the 17th. And so if you want to come and bring your animals, we'll have a time of blessing now. Depending on what kind of animals some of you have, I may bless from afar, uh, but, but we'll bless whatever you bring to us. Um, today's scripture is this passage of scripture from Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 10, and the title of the sermon today is Fear of Failing, Fear of Failing. You know, I went to the doctor last week for my annual physical, and it appears as if I'm going to have to make a few lifestyle changes. Uh, most of my life, I've never had to worry about my weight. I've ha always had pretty good um, metabolism. I really haven't had to worry about exercising a whole lot because I've always been, uh, you know, pretty pretty thin or thinner, but that apparently is not the case according to my recent lab work. You know, up until, I guess for most of my life, my idea of fitness has been fitting this next piece of food in my mouth, you know. Uh, but apparently that kind of fitness doesn't help your blood work. Uh, exercising with moderation and eating more sensibly does apparently fix uh, and help your blood work. And, and so I'm going to have to make some of those changes if I don't want to have to start taking a lot of medication, which is not something that I want to do. Now, I want to assure you I'm not going to do anything crazy. I'm not going to be one of those people who goes out and joins the gym and then they go for like two or three weeks and then they never go back. That is not me. But I, I am encouraged, however, to know that if I were to decide to go to a gym, that there are a lot of Christian gyms in the community. And, and as a pastor, I think that I'll try to join one of those CrossFit gyms. You see what I did there? Oh. Um. But, but I am going to have to start making some, some changes. Uh, and, and so uh, somebody told me if you're going to start walking, if you're going to start eating right, you ought to use your iPhone and your Apple Watch in order to kind of track that stuff. And, and so I've spent the 
good part of the last week trying to figure out how to do that with my iPhone and my Apple Watch. And so uh, it's pretty amazing as I've been kind of going through my iPhone and looking at different things. It occurs to me just how few of the features that I use on my iPhone, features that are built into it that you could use. And, and, and so part of that for me, I think, is because I've just never really taken the time to learn everything that my iPhone could do and, and to try to figure out how to do it. Uh, so part of it is just I just haven't made the time, but part of it is that I think I'm just sort of overwhelmed by everything this thing can do. I'm just sort of kind of anxious about can I figure it out? Do, will, I, will I mess something else up if I, if I try to do this? And, and, and so I, I've been thinking about that this past week. And, and that reminded me, I think I've even mentioned this in a sermon before, that, that, there, that there's actually a, a, a phrase that is used for people who have this abnormal fear or anxiety about technology, and it's called technophobia. And, and so a, a lot of people have technophobia. Uh, in fact, if you Google technophobia on the Internet, you're going to find out, unless you're just really afraid to do that, you're going to find out that everybody on some level or another has just a little bit of technophobia. They, they're, uh, anytime we're asked to do something differently or to try something new, it creates in all of us, to some degree, some level of anxiety and some level of fear. And, and while all of us have this anxiety or this fear to some degree, it's less and less the case the younger you are. You realize that as the older we get, the more stuck in our ways we get, the more we like predictability and sameness. And so um, it's, it's a lot harder for, for those of us who've been around longer uh, to adapt and change and to learn new things than maybe it is for uh, a younger. And this occurred to me when a friend of mine's computer uh, had a problem and and he was telling me about it, and I asked him, I said, well, did, did you fix it? And he said, well, no, I didn't fix it. And, and I said, well, did you take it somewhere to get it fixed? And he said, no, I didn't take it to a repair shop. I just called my grandson. And I said, your grandson knows how to fix computers? He said, well, he, he did. He figured it out. He, he, he did it. And, and then I... That's just the way it works. You're familiar with that. That's why you laughed. Is because you've, you've had those same thoughts. I mean, I can remember back when I was a child and my father would yell at me uh, from the living room back to my bedroom and I would come in and he would tell me to, to make the clock on the VCR stop blinking. For those of you who don't know what a VCR is, if you're not anxious or fearful about looking on the internet about that, you can read about it. But when the power went off on a VCR, guess what happened? The clock began to flash like this all the time. Very distracting, very annoying. And so my dad would call me to stop the VCR clock from flashing. And and it was just mind-boggling to me because my dad was a mechanic. There was never anything that I saw growing up that my father could not fix. I mean, he could take something that I thought was absolutely incapable of being fixed and make it work again, and yet he would call me to come in and fix the flashing light on the VCR. And I would say, Dad, um, why don't you 
fix the flashing VCR clock? And he said, I can't. I know that was not true. He could if he wanted to. But I suspect that the reason why my dad called me, it, well, what he said is, that's why we had you to do things like this. So, um, you know, I was the, you all too, we were the world's first remote controls, right? It, be in the other room, your father would call you in there, hey, come in here, put that on channel five for me. Um, but my dad could have done it. But it was something that there was this fear, there was this anxiety about doing it. It, it. I think he was afraid of failing. I think he was afraid of maybe in trying to fix the blinking clock, maybe messing something else up on the VCR. It, 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 that's often the case. You know, in our passage of Scripture this morning, God, uh, the Lord has reached out to Jeremiah and the Lord has said, Jeremiah, I want you to go and to proclaim the Word of God. I want you to go and I want you to be a witness to all the nations. And Jeremiah objects. Jeremiah resists. And, and I, the Bible says that the reason Jeremiah offers as his reason for resisting is that he's just too young. But I think he's just afraid. He's afraid of failing. He's afraid that this might complicate or mess up something else in his life. He's afraid that because he is so young, that if he were to do what God wanted him to do and to proclaim his word and to, to witness to all the nations, that nobody would listen to him because he's just a kid. Or maybe that they would listen to him, but then not uh, believe that what he had to say was credible. Or maybe... He was just afraid that, that, uh, that this would mess things up in his life and complicate his life even more. And so Jeremiah says that he, he really doesn't want to do it. He's afraid that he might not even know what to say. And so God responds to Jeremiah. And God says, you know, I realize that your fear is there that maybe you're afraid of trying maybe you're afraid of getting it wrong maybe you're afraid of not being able to say the right thing but but God's not hearing any of of Jeremiah's objections as a valid enough reason for him not to do what God is asking him to do and so God in this passage of scripture is trying to reaffirm to Jeremiah that I uh, I believe you can do this. I believe that you can do this and that's why I'm asking you to do this. And so this morning, just for a few minutes, I'd like to spend some time on uh, what God says to Jeremiah to help him to see that, that, that you can proclaim my word and that you can be a witness to the nation. And I'd like to suggest to you that that these same reasons that God gives is what, what God might say to you and me so that we would do the things that God has called and gifted us to do. Because that's what we've been talking about over the last several weeks. We've been talking about our gifts, our graces, and how God has wired each one of us differently. And, 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 and so sometimes when being asked or encouraged to use those gifts, we might object, we might resist, and, 
And, and I think the, the, the words that God gives Jeremiah for why he should do uh, what God wants him to do and what God has gifted him to do also apply to us. And, and the first thing that, that God says uh, in this passage of Scripture, uh, one of the reasons why God says you can do this is because God is confident in our abilities. God is confident in our abilities. God says it this way, before uh, you were formed in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, um, I uh, consecrated you. I appointed you to do what you have been gifted and called to do. And so God wanted Jeremiah to know, I'm confident. And what I'm asking you to do, what I, in the ways that I have gifted you to be, that you can do it. And I think the same thing is true for each one of us. Regardless of what it is that God is gifted or calling you to do, you can do it. God's confident in you. Before you were even born, God had this idea of what you would become and what you would be and what you could do. And God is confident the second thing that Jeremiah is told by God is the reason why you can do what I'm calling you to do is because God is with him and God is with all of us. God puts it this way. He says, do not be afraid because I am with you. All of us need that reminding from time to time, don't we? In some of our more difficult days, it might be uh, uh, easy for us to forget that God is present with us. I think it's one of my primary callings as a pastor is to remind people that God's presence in your life doesn't depend upon your perception of it. And so even if you can't sense God's presence and peace with you, I, I feel it is my job to help you to, to understand that even when you can't see it, God is with you. God is present with you. And so that's why God wanted Jeremiah to be confident. Is that um, I am confident in your abilities, yes, but I'm also there with you. And then the third thing that, that Jeremiah is told by God is that I will put the words in your mouth. I will give you the words to speak. And sometimes that happens just immediately, you know, sometimes I feel like somebody asks me a question and I just start speaking and it's like an outer body experience. I don't know where that came from. It's like God just kind of gave me the words in that moment that seemed to be magical. I'm always surprised that when I preach a sermon, people say, well, Tommy, I love it when you said that part here. And I'm thinking, I didn't say that. And I go back and look at my notes later and it wasn't in my notes, but maybe it just came out. But then sometimes um, it, it's not immediate. Sometimes it's, it's, it, it takes some time. And uh, I, I remember this is when I was a young pastor, uh, I always loved preaching. And maybe one of these days I'm going to get good at it. I, I've always enjoyed it. Uh, and one of the reasons why I enjoy it is because you can't stand up in the middle of the sermon and, and ask a question. A question that I might not understand or a question that I may not know the answer to. Um, on the other hand, I've never really liked teaching Sunday school class because it is more acceptable for you to say, hey, wait a minute, preacher, and ask a question or to push back a little bit. And you might ask me a question that I don't know the answer to 
Or, or you might ask me a, a, a question that I don't understand. And so sometimes I've learned through the years and why I think I'm better at teaching Sunday school now is that I've learned the value in being able to, to acknowledge that I don't have to know all the answers all the time. That I can just simply say, you know what? That's something I've never thought about before. And so I'm going to go talk to people that are spiritually mature, who are my mentors in the faith, wiser than I am. I'm going to maybe go read some books. I'm going to go pray and talk to God. And, and, and I'll come back to you later with, with, with a word. And I think that's what, what God often does. And so when God calls you to do something, when God gifts you to do something, it's because God's confident that you can do it. It's because that God's going to be with you as you do it and it's because God is going to give you what you need in some form or fashion at some point in time to do what God wants us to do and so that's my encouraging word for you today we've been inviting you to think about what is God calling me to be and what is God calling me to do And you may be anxious or fearful about that. But God's confident in you. And God is with you. And God will help.